Mercy and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this day is from Isaiah 43. Here again the part that reads, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path of mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down and cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing that springs forth. Do you not perceive it? You may be seated. Notice how historical our text is. Isaiah speaks of the way in the sea, the mighty waters, the chariot and the army, chariot and the horse, army and warrior laying dead on the shore of the sea. He reminds us of the Exodus and all of the events surrounding this great deliverance from Egypt. And then the Lord has Isaiah tell the people to forget it. What does the Lord want? Just for us to remember or to forget? Don't go retro. God is doing a new thing. Our goal this day is to believe more fervently that the fulfillment is in Christ and there is nothing apart from Him that saves. Oh yeah. My fear of retro is materializing. Remember when sunflowers were coming back in style? I wondered if the styles of the 1970s were coming back. About five years ago, my son went to a convention in California, and he said, hey, Dad, look at these pictures. A brand new hotel, all done in the 1970s style. And my heart sank. And then the other day, someone mentioned bell-bottom. I googled it. Yeah, $79. And you can get them at Old Navy. I enjoy the fashions of many different decades, but the memories of powdered blue polyester leisure suits, burnt orange bell bottoms, and multicolored leather or multicolored platform shoes just bring back bad memories. Maybe not for you, but it is for me. It's coming back. It's retro. God is warning about being spiritually retro. God's people have a good memory of what was, but not of what the Lord can do. Exiled in Babylon, they're thinking that the Lord can't or won't act unless they go back to the way that things were before. God has delivered them from Egypt, but this time there is no Passover anticipating their deliverance, no sea to go through on dry ground, no, there is a vast desert that separates them from their homeland, their temple lays in ruins, and no one is sitting on the throne of David. What are they going to do? Wouldn't God act? Or couldn't God act to deliver them from Babylon? Isaiah announces what God will hear from his people in Babylon. 
But the Lord answers their situation before they are even exiled. Because there is hope. Today we read from Isaiah's the second part of his book, where Isaiah sees beyond the exile, beyond the destruction of Solomon's temple. You remember the deliverance of Egypt? Now forget it. Your situation is different in Babylon. So I, the Lord your God, will act differently. Don't you see it? I will not deliver you through water that destroyed the armies of Pharaoh. For the Lord declares, I will make a new way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. Behold, I am doing a new thing. I, the Lord your God, will act. Don't go retro on me. We read later in Isaiah 53. We hear again something of like a desert. We hear about the dry ground and the new life coming from it. God is doing a new thing, but this time it is different. Isaiah proclaims, Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up like a shoot, a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. Yes, God is making a new way in the desert. He is bringing life to his people. It's not coming from Babylon. It's happening right among God's people in their difficulties, in their hopeless lives. Don't go retro. Look at the new thing that God is doing. It is not a what. It's a he. And we know that the fulfillment of this is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is like David, but he is more and greater. Jesus doesn't just go through the water, he walks on the water. Jesus doesn't rebuild the temple, he is the temple. Jesus not only celebrates the Passover, but he is the very Passover lamb and more. Jesus destroys the enemies of God and his people by dying. Remember how the angel of the Lord passed over God's people, but Jesus brings life through death. He will bring his people through death to life. Through baptism, God has proclaimed you dead to sin and alive again in Christ Jesus. And yet, we are in danger of going retro. You were baptized by the water and the word, with the word. But you will hear among Christians that it's better to be baptized in the Jordan. You will hear from Christian pulpits the need to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. You will hear that the church needs to support modern-day Israel, not for practical reasons, but because they are the Israel of the Bible. I'm not saying that the United States should not support present-day Israel. What I am saying are that people are getting confused. Present-day Israel with the Israel, the Zion, the temple 
of the New Testament. Remember how the choir sang Psalm 126? The context of Psalm 126 is God's people remembering and rejoicing over the return from the Babylonian exile, but now they are lamenting the fortunes that they have lost. They want it back. They want restoration. The choir is saying, when the Lord restored Zion, we must ask ourselves this day, who is Zion? Who is Israel? Who is the temple of today? And the New Testament answer is that Israel is all who believe and all who believe in Christ Jesus. For he is the temple of God, as we read in John chapter 2. All of it is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So when we sing of Zion, we look to Jesus. When we speak of Israel, we speak of Jesus. When we hear the temple, we know it is Jesus. For in Jesus, we are His Mount Zion. In Jesus, we are the temple of God. In Jesus, we are the new Israel of God. For we have been baptized into Christ who is Israel reduced to one. We are His body, the church, the new Mount Zion. Remember the Passover? Don't go retro. But remember what Jesus did at that Passover. He took bread. And when He had given thanks, He gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is My body given for you then he took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you this is my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins this cup is the new testament the new covenant in the passover in the old Passover, we are to perceive the new thing that God is doing. Holy communion is the Lord's new way. There are those who think and even teach that each time we celebrate the Lord's Supper that we are re-sacrificing Christ. That's dangerous retro because Christ was sacrificed once and for all and now gives us his very body and blood in Holy Communion by his word. So there are those who attempt to convince us that if we find ourselves in some horrible sin or have fallen from faith, that we need to be rebaptized as if a second, a third, a fourth is better than the first. This too is retro, denying the very word of God where Paul proclaims in Ephesians 4 that there is one baptism. Redoing our baptisms would also deny the very creed that we speak and confess. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. In baptism, God has given us His Holy Spirit, our rebirth, our newness of life, that we are not to live by sight, but we live by faith in this sinful, broken world with our sinful, broken bodies. A baptism, we confess our sins. After baptism, we confess our sins. 
and receive forgiveness. Using the metaphor of Isaiah 53, our world, our bodies, are that dry ground through which the Lord brings new life. We see sin all around us and even in us if we examine ourselves. We are to count ourselves dead to sin, but alive in Christ Jesus. Because God's word is working in us, we will see good things coming out of bad. We will hear good things coming out of our mouths among the bad. Does that make the bad good and the good bad? No, but we confess the bad, and because of Jesus, we stand forgiven. It is the good. Is the good neglected? negated because of the bad no because we know that the good that we say and we do is because of the power of the holy spirit through christ jesus that's faith there are times that we may be afraid that god isn't working in us and that our faith is growing dim and even dead but don't go retro let do not let your old ways take over again confess it receive the forgiveness of our lord jesus christ remember your baptism the first one don't redo it god has promised to work in you remember what we sang in the gradual Oh, come, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. We rest in, we trust, we believe that he who has begun a good work in us will bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our confidence is not in going back in the way things were. It is in Jesus. It is who he is and what he did and what he is doing and what he will do look to the cross remember what he did there but we can't be retro we cannot go back there we cannot undo we cannot redo what has happened to jesus it is a fact in history but that history impacts today what we say and what we do and what will work in a new way we cannot go back to the cross but jesus and what he did on that cross comes to us he comes to us in his word saying that he is gracious and merciful and has forgiven us he comes to his word he came to us in our baptism adopting us as his children and assuring us that we have the forgiveness of sins he comes to us in holy communion where he gives us his body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. God wants to erase any doubt that we are not forgiven. The Lord says, Behold, behold, I am doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? It is Jesus, only Jesus. Jesus is the new way to eternal life. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.